He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful morning. I think I heard Harley say it was about 35 or 6 at sunrise, and uh, I think it's going to be 68 or 69 today. So there you go. Got your heater on in the morning and the AC in the afternoon. So uh, it's a winter in Texas. So we got a lot of uh, got a great program lined up for you today. Uh, Pastor Greg and I are going to be discussing this so-called border bill um, that is um, actually, I think this border bill is going to do us a lot of good. Ooh, what'd you say, Mr. Long? I think this border bill is going to do us a lot of good. It's going to separate the sheep from the wolves. It's going to separate the trans publicans from the true Republicans. And uh, so we're, uh, it's going to be a lot of exposure going on here and so Pastor Greg and I are going to talk about that because Tuesday is my one day to dig into national or international issues if I want to, and uh, I do so with Pastor Greg. I'm also going to talk about the um, uh, the, uh, the 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 poll pad uh, situation in uh, Gillespie County today. I did quite a bit of homework yesterday on this, and uh, so I'm ready to talk about this situation with the poll pads. Um, but before we do that, we've got some um, we've got some uh, announcements, some uh, upcoming events to put on your calendar. First of all, this Thursday, Fredericksburg Tea Party. Um, you know what? I'm going to go instead of Thursday. I'm going to start with uh, Tuesday. That would be tonight. Um, Kyle Biederman is going to be with the Kendall County Tea Party tonight. So if you want to go over uh, uh, to uh, Bernie, uh, the Bernie Library this evening and get to know Mr. Biederman, um, I let's see, um, I have a note on this that uh, Ellen Troxclair was invited but uh, declined the offer, um, I guess, yeah, if you're afraid to uh, get up on the stage um, to speak with uh, your, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. It's a mess, isn't it? In election season, just a mess. It just brings out the babies in all of us. It brings out the children in all of us. And I don't mean that in a good way, right? I mean that in a bad way. The kid throwing a fit in aisle seven at the grocery store. That's what elections bring out in us, the that so but tonight kyle biederman burning library um the uh, kendall county tea party that starts at 6 30 thursday night fredericksburg tea party our annual guns and roses uh event uh, yesterday i did get the roses i was working on them last evening and uh they come really tightly packaged and made ready for water and so there's a lot of care and work that goes into them for the days leading up to the uh Events. So I've got the roses started last night. Tomorrow I start baking the cakes. And then Thursday night, Gunners, Gun Owners of America, the armed attorneys, and the Leadership Institute um, training 
um, program. All of these people are going to be at St. Joseph's Hall, um, along with quite a few candidates. Quite a few candidates will be showing up. So we're opening the doors a little early. Um, and uh, 5.30 at 212 San Antonio Street in Fredericksburg. That's West San Antonio Street in Fredericksburg. Um, and uh, that's St. Joseph's Hall. They're also going to have some giveaways from GOA, Ace Hardware, Texas Precision Ammo, and more. So great meeting Thursday night. You do not have to um rsvp there's no charge to get this is our regular monthly meeting someone actually called yesterday and wanted to know if it was going they had to pay to get into the meeting no this is our regular second thursday of the month meeting and um yeah show up twenty dollars for an annual membership and uh if you want to pay that uh, for annual membership we have amazing dinner and uh that is served at six thirty, and uh Yes, amazing food that is uh, that we have at the Fredericksburg Tea Party meetings, and we'll be serving that at six thirty. The uh, at six, and the meeting begins at six thirty. So, there you go. Get there as early as five thirty, and um, arrive early, stay late, meet the candidates, and um, get your questions answered. Um, also, we have on the, oh, I had it in front of me just a second ago, the February meeting of the Kirk County Patriots um, is going to be February 19th. Let me look over at my little uh, calendar here. That is next Monday. Um, I'm going to embarrass myself because it's red on the calendar, and I don't know what holiday that is. I don't know. Is it President's Day? I don't know. I'm embarrassed now. But that's all right. It's red on the calendar so, but they're having their next uh, meeting Monday, February nineteenth at six o'clock. They're meeting at Faith Christian Church. Faith Christian Church. Now they've been meeting someplace else, but now they are n- meeting at a new location. All right, Faith Christian Church. That is behind. They tell me behind the Kerr GOP Kerr County uh, Grand Old Party headquarters, and they're going to be hearing from primary candidates. Um, and, uh, uh, there is a note on here that the, um, Republican conventions have changed their times. This I find very disturbing. Um, but I don't live in Kerr County, uh, but, uh, yeah, the precinct conventions are going to be in the middle of the day on a Monday. Uh, so I, I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, that is, uh, Precinct conventions are traditionally always held on the evening of the after the polls close on the um, after the polls close on the day of uh, the primary election because see everybody's in gear for that at that time so that is why they're held there so I don't know precinct conventions in Kirk County have been moved to the middle of the day on a Monday and they're all going to have them in like one place. So, I don't know what the purpose of this is, but uh, who knows? We'll see. We will see. All right. So, bring you a little bit of a Ben Franklin before we go. And uh, let's see. Here's one. Uh, I've never used this one before, but I've read it, and uh, it's, and it's like, well, I need to use this sometime. So, it, Ben Franklin says, uh, men differ daily about things which are subject to sense. And what he's talking about, we argue daily about things we can see, 
touch, smell, taste, hear. These are things that we we can see, um, and we we argue about these things. We differ about these things daily. And then here he goes. Is it likely then that men should agree about things invisible? And he's talking about the spiritual realm there. He's talking about, um, yeah, he's talking about the spiritual level. So if we can disagree on things we can see and we do it every day, how likely it is that we're going to agree on things that are completely invisible? Y'all stay tuned, folks, and we'll be right back. Fighting the good fight. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriots. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, uh, we are back. And uh, I have been contacted uh, quite a bit recently over the last couple of weeks um, by the um, members of uh, by Republicans in Gillespie County who have been pushing for hand counting of ballots and and got it and uh, uh, have been pushing for the removal of all electronic devices from the voting process all right and so that was if we uh, go back and look a little bit of a history about that um, it may explain and help people understand how we are in the situation we are in today with the with the discussion going on about whether to use electronic pads, poll pads, or paper poll pads. So, the, um, or paper, uh, paper poll books, I'm sorry, uh, electronic uh, poll books or paper poll books. Um, and uh, one, the first, the, one of the things that, that I find interesting on this argument is that I, I was trying to remember, I'm trying to think, I believe that, only my last three votes in Gillespie County, and someone will correct me if this is not right, but I've been trying to think back that I believe only in the last three elections um, have we seen uh, poll pads, uh, electronic poll pads. All right, someone correct me if that's wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's only maybe six years now. Because I distinctly remember the uh, the poll books, the great big giant uh, printed out poll books on paper and the little red stamp that says voted, and you'd put it on there, and then they would use that poll pad, they'd use that paper poll uh, book to then, um, that, that was then used to see who had already voted in the primaries. And the second time those were used, is if there's a runoff, because you can't vote in the runoff uh, for one party unless you voted in the primary for that party. So that's when they use them again. And uh, so for all these decades and decades going back to, I don't know, the 1800s, we've been using paper. We've been able to meet all of the requirements of the state by using these paper books. It's never been an issue. But somehow now this uh, it's just impossible impossible after six years we have completely forgotten how to use those paper books just i guess we just nobody's around i guess everybody has died that has ever used a paper poll uh paper poll book because there's just massive confusion of the election administrator 
who just thinks it's impossible to use those. Now, I know Mr. Riley, and he's old enough to have been here when the paper books were here, and they worked just fine. They worked just fine. But he is insisting on using the electronic um, uh, poll pad. So here's the situation um, that, that happened. And I'm going to go back and, and, and read a little bit of history because it's important that those who are now struggling or fighting or, or uh, promoting the idea of uh, changing the mind of the election administrator and the county judge, um, it, it's important that we know the history of this. Um, and so what essentially happened was there is a big push for uh, hand-counted ballots and getting rid of all electronics in the uh, voting uh, in Gillespie County. And, uh, in fact, uh, uh, by a vote in the Republican uh, County Executive uh, Committee with all the uh, precinct chairs there and all that in a vote, they decided, this was months back, that we're going to have paper ballots in the primary. We're going to give it a try in the primary. We're going to show that it can be done, and then if it can be done and be done successfully, the hopes and the ideas are to continue using hand-counting of ballots in Republican uh, in uh, Gillespie County. So that all went in. They decided to do that. And uh, the person who was in charge at the time, Mr. Uh, Mohammed Saidi, was the chair of the Gillespie County Republicans at the time. He was dead set against, dead set against hand counting, and he was all in on the computers, 100% in on the computers. Didn't believe anything anybody said about the computers. Um, that uh, they were that they were unreliable. That they connect to the internet. That they're manipulable. That they can be changed. He didn't believe any of that. None of it. Not a word of it. And um, there were other people in the room that didn't believe a word of that either. One of them was a fellow by the name of Bruce Campbell, who absolutely one hundred percent is all behind computers for everything, for every aspect. And uh, he, he was fully behind it. There was another fellow in the room at the same time as well. Jim Riley was um, part of that, um, I believe, part of that executive committee, maybe not. I, but he was very, very outspoken against using uh, paper ballots and uh, against this whole idea. He was dead set against it. All right, so we had this, they had this election, and... Uh, they had this vote on to use to not use electronic uh, equipment and to uh, use paper uh, ba- uh, paper ballots and hand count them and the uh, paper uh, poll books and uh, the uh, the uh, those who wanted all that paper they won they won the election they won the vote and uh, so the chairman at the time uh, Mohammed Saidi if he had been true to what a chairman should be he would have said he would have looked around the room and said well i am uh, not in the majority here this was a fair election a decision was made by all the people in this group and uh, so what a true leader would have done at the time would have said all right i lost this one let's get to work let's do this right let's figure out how to do this and let's do it right because that's what we do. We get behind whoever is elected. We get behind the law that we created. All right. But uh, he didn't do that. He walked out of the meeting early that night and then uh, quit a couple of days later. Just said, I, I quit. I lost this election, so I quit. So now I'm going to take you back and remind you that there were several other people in the room who were adamantly against hand counting. 
One of them was the name uh, was Bruce, Bruce um, Campbell. So they had to have an election to replace uh, Mohammed Saidi, who was against hand counting ballots. And uh, they replaced him with someone who was against hand counted ballots. Now, I don't know why. I, I, I can't tell you if he was the only one to run. I think he may have been the only one to put his name in the hat. And if that's true, those po- folks who wanted, who, the people who wanted hand-counted ballots and to keep all the electronics out, they sat there and voted for someone who didn't, who, who wasn't on their side. They replaced Mohammed with, with um, Mr. Campbell, with Bruce, who really had the same ideas of Mohammed. So th- this is the, the, the situation you got yourself in. Then the next step, the next step in this was when the election commission, the election uh, 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 group, the county commissioners, I was under the impression that we had an election commission, which uh, election, uh, I'm sorry, a, a election council or committee that was uh, had five members. I think most counties have this. So you have the county judge, the county I believe the county clerk, maybe the county attorney, and then the head of the Republican Party and the head of the Democratic Party, and they're the ones that make uh, the decisions, uh, those decisions. So there you go. You've got uh, now you've got Bruce, who then is part of that, and the Democrat who doesn't want to have um, uh, uh, hand-counted ballots. And so now that committee is completely lopsided. And so they end up hiring Jim Riley, who was adamantly against the um, the the hand counting. And they hire him to run the be the election administrator. So there's strike two. There's strike two. And there was a contract signed by the Republican Party by the anti hand count Bruce Campbell and the anti hand count Jim Riley. And they signed a contract. <laughs> Imagine that. And you know what? That contract gives Jim Riley the ability to use electronic poll pads. That contract has been signed. It's a done deal. Not only that, there was a request sent off to the Secretary of State to please interfere. Please look into this and tell us what we can do. You know what the Secretary of State said? Secretary of State said Jim Riley has the discretion to use uh, electronic poll pads if he wants. So that leaves us in a bind that we partially, that we created, that we partially created by electing Bruce Campbell and then by allowing him to hire uh, Jim Riley and then allowing uh, the two of them to sign a contract. All right. All these things happened right under our eyes. And then the Secretary of State comes in and says, yeah, Mr. Riley can use whatever he wants to. So now what's your only options? Your only options, if you'll open up your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, your only options now are to reach out to the um, Gillespie County Commissioner's Court. And I'm going to assume that um, if they're reaching out to the um, Gillespie County uh, um, uh, Commissioner's Court, that that must be the authority that is going to make this decision. Um, I see why it says here, because the Commissioner's Court is responsible for the position of the election administrator. 
Um, I, I'm not sure where the uh, election committee comes in on that. Um, but anyway, so now the appeal is to get a hold of your county commissioner. So if you're not happy with this, if you're not happy with what's going on there, you need to get a hold of your county commissioner. And um, the there all the material you need is in the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter. And uh, if you got that on uh, Monday, I think it's been in the last couple of emails. And uh, or you can go to the Fredericksburg Tea Party website, and there's more uh, information there. Yep, sure enough, there it is. So, this is one of those situation situations where um, where uh, we're in a mess that essentially we created ourselves. And uh, whether that was because no one would would run against Bruce Campbell in that election, or whether they voted to put Bruce in, um, knowing that he was against everything they wanted to do in the same way that Mohammed uh, Saidi was, um, I, I don't know what to tell you. So now where we're at is that you're going to have to get a hold of your county commissioners. There is a list of talking points and a call to action, um, and that you can find that on the Fredericksburg Tea Party website as well as your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter. I've got Pastor Greg on the line, so y'all hang on, and we will be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. We are back, and I say we, I mean Pastor Greg and I. Pastor Greg, welcome to the Matt Long Show. Great to be with you. Great to be uh, joining the Hill Country Patriot Radio and the Hill Country Patriots and uh, on, a, on a glorious Tuesday morning. Man, I'm telling you, it is pretty out there today. So we, you and I, we were visiting last night, and the topic that uh, I had come up with and I want to talk about is this border bill that, uh, and I'm putting air quotes around my head, this border bill that came out of the Senate and came out of a compromise with uh, the Democrats, and it is not what it says it is. Pastor Greg, give me your first uh, view on this bill. Well, <laughs> My my first view on it is is why are we sending uh, going to try to send ten billion dollars over to uh, Hamas? I, I I didn't I didn't think that that funding murderers, terrorists, and rapists was uh, was was our Congress's job. But but maybe I'm maybe I'm slightly mistaken or our Senate's job. It 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 is it is stunning to me. And then when you dig down into you know what the bill actually does. I, I was looking at you know the job of the head of the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, one of the things he's charged with is securing the border. This bill repeals that. It says that he no longer has to secure the border. In fact, he should do the exact opposite of that. It it's horrific, Matt. It's horrific. 
You know, one of the um, as you go through it, what one of the things that we've been arguing and and fighting for on a border security is a standalone bill, a bill that all it it's a standalone bill. In fact, it should be so simple it could be on one page. It would say we insist that the president follow the current law. What what's wrong with a bill that says that? Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with a bill that does that. And, you know, it, it's interesting um, just to, to, to bring in, you know, some, some biblical authority with regards to this. In Acts 17.26, it said, He hath made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times appointed before and the bounds of their habitation. That means that God is the one who has designated that nations would have borders. Man, that's a new one. I had to write that one down, Acts 17.26. This is so preposterous that it makes me even wonder if I've woken up in the right universe, right? That somehow we are a country when we don't have borders one of the things that in this bill by the way folks if you're not if you haven't heard anything about it my hats off to you because i i wish i was in your shoes i wish i had heard nothing about this and i wouldn't be all freaked out about it um but unfortunately that's not the case um what this there actually this bill is basically saying all right instead of uh, the you know it's illegal to cross the border um, illegally, um, we're we're going to let five thousand per day come in, and then we'll take action. Is, am I reading that correctly, Pastor Greg? That that there, it's, there's no question, and and there's no no longer any detainment. And in addition to that, there was a a Supreme Court case that just got heard that went favorably in favor of, of an illegal immigrant. And so what it basically does is, is it now through this settlement allots that any children now, so, so somebody brings a child across th- under this new bill, they're not going to be detained and they're going to say, Oh, by the way, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a kid with me. And, and, they are now going to have access to the funds that are a part of this quote-unquote settlement that was created by the Supreme Court's decision. So, it, so grab, just start grabbing kids. Kidnapping children is going to become very profitable for, these, for, for those coming across illegally because they'll be able to bring a child across and then they'll be able to make a claim. And... Folks, we know about the sex trafficking. We know what they're doing to these poor kids. Now you've just put a target on children, and these parents that are that are entrusting people in in certain cases, and actually not even they're being forced because the kids are being taken from them down further south and sold into and, and taken into slavery and now they're going to be able to cash in on those kids even more because they can turn those kids around and and make this this dollar claim and the NGOs make out like bandits on all this by the way 
Yeah, to me, the the whole NGO thing is just, just. I mean, we got one point one point three billion, which is uh, what they're calling ATD. They use those acronyms, which means alternate alternatives to detention. And so, what this is is uh, one point three billion for non governmental organizations who are basically helping. All all a person has to do is get across the border. Get to one of these NGOs, and that that uh, NGO will help continue to smuggle you into the country. One of the most uh, the stuff we've been hearing for years, it, also from Republicans, and it makes me so angry because I even hear it locally from Republicans. And here it is: the statement is as follows: Everybody knows the immigration system is broken. Hey, is what? If I tell you my truck is broken, um, but I'm supposed to pick you up tomorrow, what would your assumption be if I said, hey, uh, Pastor Greg, my truck is broken? I would think that likely uh, it, it was not drivable. It, it, w- it was not serviceable. And so uh, you were calling me because you needed a ride. Absolutely. And so when people say that the border it, the, that the immigration system is broken, that would mean to me that people aren't getting in legally, that it's impossible, or the system for entering legally is broken. Let me tell you, folks, remind your Republican friends, because they're probably the most guilty of this, the Transpublicans. Between 800,000 and a million people every single year, and you can find this data yourself, legally finish and complete the requirements to become a legitimate uh, legitimate citizen of this country. 800,000 to a million a year. Is that broken, Pastor Greg? Uh, no, I, I would, I would suggest that that is, uh, absolutely, uh, definitely and positively not broken. I, I just, this is all, this is all so confusing to me and I'm not sure that this, uh, if this law passes and by the way, are you hearing anything other than what I'm hearing, which is not even going to get a hearing on the floor? I'm I'm hearing that it is dead on arrival. I, I was checking that this morning as I was getting ready to come on with you. But yeah, I'm hearing that uh, that it's dead on arrival as far as 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 the house is concerned. Although I will say, in in watching some of the things that are being thrown at our our represent our representative in particular, Chip, but but others, you know, that are joining him vocally and saying no, we're not going to support this. Uh, the you know I, I, one of the one of the things that's out there and they're yelling and saying, well, if you don't vote for this, then you're an anti-Semite because they've added an Israel dollar package to this. The Israel dollar package needs to be a standalone, and Mike Johnson has proposed a bill in the House that would be funding given to Israel to support their efforts as a separate standalone bill. Obviously McConnell and, and the, uh, and the rhinocrats are, are likely to try to torpedo that because they're, they're trying to push this situation through. You know, the sad thing is that the, what they're, they're all posturing for this election. I'm, I'm so sick. I'm so sick and tired of it, but we go through it every two years. So, 
I just hope they don't ever come up with an inoculation for this. But uh, so every two years we go through this, and uh, everybody says the other side is using it as a as a political tool. And I watched um, I watched uh, oh uh, the turtle uh, the turtle yesterday McConnell. Um, backing this up and it's basically well listen republicans you can't turn you know we always have to work with the democrats so if you get a little piece of what you want you ought to accept it where why are we buying into that i'm I'm sorry i was i was looking up that i apologize matt i was looking up that case it's it's the chavez case is the one where the supreme court uh voted six three with a an undocumented guatemalan immigrant who illegally came into the country and and basically on a technicality that the u.s immigration authorities didn't send him the proper notice within the proper number of days. Uh, he was awarded a settlement, and that settlement is what they're going to use to to pay these children. Go ask me the question again. Um, it, 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 I can't even remember the question now. Was it the Florida's? <laughs> that that that's what happens. That's all right, Pastor Greg. Um, I sure. Yeah. I shorted us on time today, and so we're uh, we're basically out of time here. We need to um, we need to call. I think Chip Roy is. Uh, I'm definite that Chip Roy is going to vote against this if it ever makes it to the floor. I am positive that Ted Cruz will vote against it. John Cornyn, I don't have faith in John Cornyn uh, to take the right stand on this. So I think that uh, this needs to be a call to Cornyn. And um, I think that is the action on this. But there is so much in this bill. We need to, I guess we really need to insist that the Senate take up House Resolution Number 2 or H.R. 2, which is a straight border bill. Well, I, and, and, I, and I think the other thing that, that we need to move forward with, and hopefully we'll get to the floor, uh, is the impeachment of Mayorkas because he, he has violated his oath of office. And what this bill would do is, is change his oath of office to say that he can now enforce open borders. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for the protection of the people at the borders, but also for, for the safety of these children that are being exploited in these families. This is a horrific situation, and we cannot forget the humanitarian carnage that is a part of this, and we need to be praying for them as well. Absolutely. Always, always important. Pastor Greg, thank you again for joining me on on Tuesdays. Uh, We really enjoy it, really love it. And uh, people are always asking me how you're doing, and I'm always happy to give them a good report these days. So be safe, and Pastor Greg, and thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Matt. God bless you, and God bless the whole country. All right, there you go, folks. Um, Pastor Greg, our regular Tuesday, um, our regular Tuesday guest, and I think today was one of those days where everything we said, <laughs> you've heard it on the news in the last uh, ever since this bill came out, but you may not have. Um, but um, yeah, if uh, Chip Roy, he is dead set against this and thinks it's a horrible bill, and he goes through and explains it, but. Um, 
I guess if you don't like Chip Roy anymore, then I guess that doesn't matter. So, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, I am back. We are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. We know you have a choice uh, in the Hill Country Patriot. Uh, is your information station 104.3, 102.1 on your FM dial or anywhere in the world? We are screaming on the Internet at hillcountrypatriot.com. So you can listen to us anywhere in the world. That's where my mom listens to me almost every morning. Good morning, Mom. Um, and uh, so... I have a couple of texts that I received over the last 30 minutes, and I need to correct a couple of things. First of all, to add to the calendar, we the people, uh, Liberty in Action's meeting is tomorrow night. Dadgummit, how come I'm, how did I miss that? My apologies to Liberty in Action, but it's tomorrow night at the Acapulco restaurant at 6 o'clock. And the note I set, got here, it says, help us stand for our rights. More information at litx.com. That is tomorrow night. The other correction I got was, whoa, how come it disappeared? All right. The other correction I got was that um, the Kirk County Precinct uh, meeting is not at 1 o'clock. It is um, at 5 o'clock on the day I gave you. I believe that's a, uh, yeah, I, a Monday at 5 o'clock. I'll, since I am completely confused on... The um, uh, the uh, the precinct and and I'm stuttering because I'm trying to find that note. I can't find it. Someone sent it to me and now it's disappeared. Um, but uh, so stay tuned and uh, find out where your uh, precinct conventions are. All of you, all of you. Um, another update that I got was that uh, in the race that I was talking to you about with the. Bruce Campbell, who was uh, anti, uh, who was against uh, the machine counting, and or who was for the machine counting with four computers, who thinks they're just going to solve the world's problems. Um, he, uh, there was someone else running, and uh, he lost by maybe a vote or two. There's not that many, so that is uh, that is a shame that uh, West lost that seat and uh, that Bruce got it, but. Now, now, well, now you got a couple of years to figure it out. Change it up. You got time. Fix it for the next time. Fix it for the next time. And be more aware of who you're electing, who you're voting. Pay, pay attention to that. And pay attention to those who were in the room, who were precinct chairs, who, who, who also think that the computers are going to save the day. Those are people that need to have challenges in this election, and I believe we do have several challenges in this election for precinct chairs, and I will get you those people on here as uh, we get closer. Um, and so uh, I believe that is all the updates I have. There's some reason it's sticking in the corner of my mind that I had one other one, um, but I'm not finding it, nor am I remembering it. Ah, I know, just remembered. Now in Gillespie County, the uh, it is open. This is the time if you want to run for school board. Or city council, now is the time to put your name in the hat for the May election. I do not have the date that these um, uh, registration uh, closes on this, 
Um, but uh, it is open now. And so if you want to run for school board or city council, get your name in the hat. This is the time to do it. So if um, if I see you at a school board, if we're at a school board meeting a year from now, <clears throat> if we're in a school board meeting a year from now and you're upset at what the school board is doing, I'm going to remind you that this was there was a time for you to get engaged, to get your name in the hat, to run for one of these seats. Um, if you're uh, interested in campaigning as a trustee uh, for the FISD or, let's see, or for city council, there are details uh, where you can do that if you'll go to your Fredericksburg Tea Party um, newsletter. It's right there. You will. It says send an email to fbgteaparty at gmail.com. Guess who sees those emails first? Me. So I, I want to see, I would love to see, send an email to fbgtparty at gmail.com if you want to run for school board. Appropriately, got a little uh, reading from Michael Quinn Sullivan this morning out of Reflections on Life and Liberty. And he says, who are the idiots? And he says, hint, we all need to look in the mirror. Says Mark Twain didn't like school boards. He spoke often and disparagingly of them. At one point, he wrote, In the first place, God made idiots. That was for practice. Then he made school boards. So, why are school boards the pinnacle of idiotic behavior? The answer may not be what any of us want to hear. Ours is a self governing republic. We don't elect masters, but servants. Our system only works when the citizenry holds elected officials and bureaucrats in careful check. When an employer hires an employee who steals from the cash register and scares off the customer, the employer is at fault if he doesn't fire the miscreant. The behavior of an employer tolerates the behavior an employer tolerates will be the standard the rest of the employees follow. The same goes for election. elections. Let's think about what Mark Twain quote. One must ask, why are school boards filled with idiots? The uncomfortable answer? Voters have allowed it. It is our fault. Self-governance as a governing model begins by governing ourselves. In Texas, more than 90% of voters don't vote in school elections. I'm going to read that again. In Texas, more than 90% of voters do not vote in school elections. Even fewer ask the necessary questions that would provide the kind of civic oversight required in our system of government. If we're not doing our job as citizens, how can we expect the elected servants to do theirs? Or to mark Twain's words, to borrow Mark Twain's words, if the citizens act like idiots, why shouldn't the politicians? Most everyone complains about the multi-gazillion dollar high school football stadiums, but then we don't vote in the elections where those decisions are decided. From teacher quality to curriculum, no question in public governance can be asked that doesn't wind its way back to the public's lack of attention. From teacher quality 
most every up yeah, blah, 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 from teacher quality to curriculum no question in public governance can be asked that doesn't wind its way back to the public's lack of a, of attention the answer to why school boards seem to engage so regularly idiotic behavior is found uncomfortably in the mirror so while school boards might be, as Twain alleged, to the pinnacle of idiotic behavior, the fault rests with citizens who allow it. If we want to stop the idiots, we ourselves must first stop being the idiots. School boards, and therefore the schools, will improve when citizens are more engaged. That is from Michael Quinn Sullivan. And it ties in with the fact that right now, if you want to run for school board in Gillespie County, now is the time you get your name onto the ballot. If you want more information on that, send me an email at fbgtparty at gmail.com, and we'll get you started on that road. Don't be an idiot. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. Bet she's got a good program. I'm going to be in here running the board for her. Everybody's had to skip town today, so I'm the emergency backup. So we'll see y'all manana.